Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Hey friends, it's Michael Kingswood and it's story time again. I have to apologize for last week. I, well, no real good excuse except to say where a whole bunch of stuff was uh, going on in real life. Moving to a couple different places and uh, working family and a whole bunch of stuff you don't need to do. Long story short, I didn't get the recording done that I meant to and so I missed a week. Uh, sorry. We'll uh, endeavor not to have that happen again. Occasionally it might, but we're going to continue to be as on the ball of the schedule as you possibly can going forward and that's my commitment to you anyway so moving on ahead got another story for you this week this is another story that i wrote very early in my writing endeavors i think this is the first story i ever actually submitted to a magazine for publishing of course since it was that early in the process it got promptly rejected but i find it a kind of an amusing little thing it's called A Chat Before Dinner, and it's a zombie ranting about how much life kind of sucks as a zombie. So, hey, we'll get started on that in a second. Hopefully you like it, and we'll move on from there. Okay, A Chat Before Dinner, written by me. It's a hard life, being a zombie. No, really. You try one day to find yourself craving not that awesome filet from the local steakhouse, but a nice flank cut from the neighbor down the street. Let me tell you, the steakhouse filet tastes much better. So why not stick with that? <laughs> why go the human route? Well, believe me, I tried. But there's just something more satisfying about man flesh. I suppose you could say it's an acquired taste. But not just any hunk of human will do. At first, I tried to go into the morgue, but that about killed me. Yeah, that fun, I know. But seriously, the cold, dead meat just played havoc with my guts. And if, God forbid, they've already started the embalming process... Formaldehyde is not a pleasant taste at all, and it's burns going down. Better to starve. No, fresh, warm human is the way to go. Of course, everyone has their own taste in this matter. Guy I know over in Rock Hill Cemetery loves it really rare. If it ain't still kicking, I don't eat it, he says. But me, I prefer it more on the medium side. Right on the edge of passing on, but not completely dead yet. It gives the meat a little extra zip, if you know what I mean. Now my girl, she won't touch it until it's fully dead. Says she doesn't like it too bloody. Guess I can understand that. But no one, and I mean no one, will eat it if it's gone totally cold. Do I feel bad about it? Eh, sure, sometimes. A lot more at first than I do now, of course. Every so often, though, I'll be eating some hot broad, and a part of me will realize, hey, she's actually hot. Or she would be, if I still looked at humans that way. I mean, really, I'm no pervert here, but I remember how it was back before I changed. Sometimes part of me regrets depriving some human fellow of the pleasure of her company. Only lasts a second, of course. I mean, you might feel bad for eating a deer or a cow for a short while, but you don't dwell on it. Survival of the fittest. Natural order, right? It's no different with me. What's that you say? It's not part of the natural order? <laughs> Let me get to that in a second. The other bad part about zombie life is, of course, the accommodations. I mean, really, crypts, sarcophagi, open graves, 
These are not fun places to hang out. The vampires, though, man, those guys have it made. They got their own mausoleums, plush felt-lined coffins, human minions, and guard dogs. Do we get any of that? Hell no. Just try convincing a human it would be glamorous to try to get turned into a zombie and see how he reacts. Being laughed at like that is not good for the ego, let me tell you. But somehow these vamps have humans lining up like sheep for a shot at the prize. Stupid fleshlings don't know what they're missing. And of course, Dracula and his boys are always rubbing in our faces, too. I tell you, it's a conspiracy. The man just goes out of his way to keep us zombies down. Well, we're not going to take it forever. One of these days, the rank of foul of the undead world is going to rise up, and old Vlad will wish he'd shown us more respect. Just you wait. But getting back to my point, it gets freaking cold in these places, man, and it's wet. Plus, there's bugs out the wazoo. And sometimes in the wazoo, too. Let me tell you, that is uncomfortable. And a bit gross, to be perfectly frank. Speaking of gross, this brings up a rather annoying thing about zombie life. It gets really tiresome having little bits and pieces fall off. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're walking corpses. We rot. What you humans don't know is we also grow back. It's this tiring cycle of rot, fall off, grow back. Rot, fall off, grow back. Over and over and over and over again. I could accept it if all I did was slowly rot away. Hell, back when I was human, that's all I was really doing anyway. It was just on a longer time scale than your typical zombie rot. But now, I go through a whole set of skin every week or so, and my other soft tissues about every month, and it re gets really hard to pick up the zombie chicks when your tongue falls out of your mouth. I last out on two prime catches that way. I mean, we all lose parts every day or so. Did I complain when Sheila's ear fell off of my food? Hell no! But man, I lose one pound of flesh and she says I'm going to turn her into a skeleton if I don't take better care of myself. You believe that? A skeleton! Those dudes ain't got nothing on me, man. I tried to tell her that, but she just gave me the fitter, finger, literally, and stormed off. I hear she was with Juju now, down by the old dungeon. That condescending prick. Just because he was a prize fighter or whatever back before he changed and managed to stay fast and strong while the rest of us... Huddle around all day. <sighs> all right, well, whatever. Fortunately, my current girl is more understanding than the others, and I'm very happy with her. She appreciates me for who and what I am. Which, guess, brings me back to your little question. It's appropriate, I guess, since it illustrates the single worst part about being a zombie, and that's having to deal with constant, unending bigotry from you humans. Maybe it's just your way of dealing with your inferiority. I guess I can understand that, but after all, you're our prey. Hey. That must make you feel insecure. But really, just because we tend to shamble around doesn't mean we're weaklings. And just because sometimes our vocal cords have rotted out and the only sound we can make is a pathetic groan doesn't mean we're stupid. Sheesh. My roommate was a PhD, for Christ's sake. I mean, really, if you let him, he'll talk your ear off. Literally. About the intricacies of quantum mechanics and the leading theories on how to merge it with relativity or some such. I don't know much about all that, but I'm telling you that guy's smart and he can cook, too. Look, I understand how stereotypes get started, and they all have some basis in truth, however small, but seriously, folks, would it kill you to sit down and talk with an average zombie before making a movie about us? Okay, I guess it would, probably. But that's not the point. I mean, where do you guys get this shit? I mean, seriously, brains? Brains? Who the hell goes stumbling around with their arms and stretch out in front of them going, brains, all day? Who the hell actually eats brains? I don't know one I've ever met. I mean, really, folks, it's called research. It would take all of five minutes to learn this stuff. But then you guys can't seem to do minimal research it would take to learn that satellites are not in geosynchronous orbit over the United States, or anywhere else for that matter. 
Do you have any idea how high geosynchronous orbit is? Good luck getting good pictures from there, dude. And while out on the subject, you can't just get real-time video complete with thermal imaging off of them. Neither can any jackass cop just call up a Navy lieutenant to get data from one of those satellites whenever he feels like it just because he happens to be a badass seal that that and he's banging her and... So you can get a nice Deus Ex Machina assist in solving the case that stumped him in the last 45 minutes of primetime television called Hawaii Five-O. <clears throat> uh, yeah, he especially can't call her from a cell phone and expect her to get service when she's deep inside an aircraft carrier. But, and it's way out to sea. But seriously? Oh, well, where the hell do you think the cell towers are for that? You freaking stupid humans. See, it's that kind of stupidity and laziness that just pisses me off and makes the movies you people have tried to make about us suck so bad. I mean, really, do your homework for a change, people. Wow, um, yeah. I didn't plan to go off on a rant there. Sorry about that. But anyway, getting back to it, all we had to deal with, if all we had to deal with from your kind were racism, bad movies, I guess I really couldn't complain. I mean, I like a bad zombie flick as much as the next guy. Hell, me and my buds have gotten a, many a good laugh from Night of the Living Dead, but probably for different reasons than you do. But no, we also have to deal with these asshole zombie hunter wannabes. And here's where I get back to the whole natural order bit. I'm being serious here. Do you, some cows decide they're going to hunt humans for a change? Some lambs or goats? How about chickens? They ever come hunting you? No? <laughs> ever wondered to ask why? I'll tell you why. The natural order. They eat what they eat. You eat them. It's called the food chain, people. I think it's covered in elementary school. So where do you get off thinking it's okay to come hunting us? What? Self-defense? Yeah, right. Alright, look, um, if I'm taking a human down and he turns and whacks me instead, he's A, very, very impressive, B, probably not really human, and C, legitimately defending himself. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some jack-off who gets a bunch of gear and comes trying to hunt me down. And how does that become okay in, in keeping with the natural plan? Don't go off on that zombies aren't part of the natural order bit. That's totally racist. And it's also patently untrue from even the most cursory of examinations. There have been zombies for as long as there have been humans. Vampires, werewolves, walking skeletons too. But really, don't put those last guys in the same category with the rest of us. They're really quite embarrassingly pathetic. Truth be told. Might as well claim all those guys aren't part of the natural order either. But since they are, you really can't say zombies aren't. Quod erat demonstrandum, my friend. What? You say they're not natural either? Dude, have you been listening to anything I've been saying for the last few minutes? You really are irretrievably dense, aren't you? Anyway, get back to these zombie hunters. It would be one thing if they were actually serious, but they're not. And that's the most insulting thing about them. They come completely unprepared. I suppose maybe they think they're ready to rumble in their minds, tiny though they may be. But I've yet to meet or hear of one who didn't show up looking like he'd taken his cues from the worst sort of bad Hollywood zombie flicks. At best. Some of these schmucks show up with garlic and crucifixes, for God's sake. I mean, seriously? That shit doesn't even work for real on vampires, let alone us. It's pathetic. And then you got the morons who come packing heat. Sometimes they think they're really being clever by reloading silver bullets. Woo, I'm really scared. Hey, jackass, I'm a freaking walking corpse. A lot of good shooting me's gonna do you. <coughs> Might as well hit me with a pillow. Interestingly enough, this one guy did try that a couple weeks back. He actually came the closest to getting away of anyone in the last year. 
It helped his cause that one of my eyes is rotted out earlier that day, but the pillow was actually quite effective in tripping me up. If he'd been in shape, as opposed to being a blubber butt, he might have made it. But in the end, it didn't matter. Mmm, that was some nice tender meat. Where was I? Oh yeah, the douchebags with guns. I tell you, man, I must have encountered half a dozen guys like that in the last year. And each and every one had the same stupid, confused look on his face when I started eating him. Like he couldn't understand how his careful Hollywood research failed him. You know, I told you before, I don't care for meat that's too rare, but for those idiots, I made an exception. So what's the right way to kill a zombie then? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Who do you think I am? Ert Stavro Blofeld, your James Bond? I'm not just going to tell you the whole plot and secure in my superiority and the fact that you'll be dead in a few minutes. So what can it hurt? No, that's something you'll have to learn the hard way. If you get the chance, which I just mentioned you want. So anyway, I've really enjoyed this little chat, but my girl's going to be here in a few minutes and I told you she prefers her meat fully dead, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to start getting things ready. What's that? Oh, come on now, you're just embarrassing yourself. Hell, if I... If you keep it up, I'll be embarrassed for you. There's this little thing called meeting your end with dignity, my man. Didn't your dad ever teach you about that? Fighting to the end, not giving the bastards the satisfaction, all that. Oh, you never met him? Oh, well, sorry about that. It's any consolation, my folks split up when I was two, so I was never all that close with my dad either. What are you looking at? Oh, oh, hey, babe. I didn't hear you come in. Sorry, I'm running a little behind tonight. Dinner will be ready in just a minute. Can you get you a drink? Alright, well, make yourself comfortable. Quite a liquor, eh, my man? <laughs> well, no offense, but I saw your little squeeze earlier, and she's not much to talk about at all. No meat on those bones. How do you have any fun with a girl like that? Aren't you afraid you'll break her? Oh, well, it's a moot point now, I guess. Better get to it. Hey, stop squirming. So hurt a lot less if you just hold still. Yes, there you have it. Kind of silly. Not, you know, it... it just kind of a lark. I thought it was kind of fun just to go off on a rant there. And I had actually just gotten done watching a particularly annoying episode of Hawaii Five-0 when, where, what's his name, the ex-seal guy did just that. He called his girlfriend on the cell phone and the CIC in the middle of a freaking carrier. There's hundreds of miles out to sea and said, hey man, can you look at the satellite imagery for me and tell me where the bad guys are? And she's like, oh sure. And she plugs in, chugs and manages to retask the satellite all by her own little lieutenant self and says, oh, the bad guys are right over there. And so he said, okay, thanks babe. And then he hangs up and go and, and say, seriously? Come on, guys, you're killing me here, right? Man, Hawaii Five-0 was never, of course, it's Hawaii Five-0, right? Not to be taken seriously because it's just, you know, over the top, just schlock, which is fine. It's cool. But, you know, we all have our little sacred cows and, you know, most people would have, you know, no qualms about that because, yeah, screw it. Yeah, it's fun. But it just happens to get into some areas of some things that I know a little bit about and so it sort of rubs me wrong, which, you know, again... Everybody has those little things they know something about that other people don't that somebody who writes a book or a screenplay is going to screw up because they can't be bothered to research it, not necessarily from laziness, but because, you know, is it really worth the time to research something that 95 to 98% of the populace isn't going to know about and wouldn't care about anyway because it really doesn't matter for the story? Probably not. Although, this was a major way of how the story resolved itself and how he caught the bad guy. So in that sense, it's kind of important to actually get at least plausible, but eh, oh well.
It is what it is. Anyway, um, yeah. So like I said, um, kind of amusing little little mini rant there from the zombie perspective. I don't know. Like I said, this is like the first, second, maybe second or third story I ever wrote. First one I ever submitted anywhere. And uh, <laughs> I get why nobody picked it up to publish it because, you know, I don't know that how well it works as a story per se. But it's just, you know, it's also just kind of fun. You know, and hang it all. It probably doesn't work for some editor's vision of what they wanted for their magazine that month. But hang it all. I it's fun. I still kind of like it. But of course, I'd have to like it. It's mine. Uh, you guys tell me if you liked it or not. Right? Uh, if you liked it, let me know. If you didn't, don't let me know. Leave a comment. Go to Amazon or wherever and leave a review because you can find it anywhere. Hey, here's an idea. If you like it and want to send me a buck, go to my website, sensorytelling.com. The link's going to be in the show notes there. Um, and go purchase a copy. Hey, look at that. It costs like about a buck or something for a copy of the short story. Anyhow, you know, it goes to pay your favorite writer. Um, and you can, from that thing, you can use it to pay with cash or with PayPal or with uh, cryptocurrency. And hey, life is good there. Um... Or, you know, just you know, go do, you know, just tell people about it and tell people, hey, there's this guy, he wrote this funny story, and you should go listen to him read it. And uh, that'll work, too. Yeah, like, subscribe, uh, and uh, tell all your friends, and uh, swing by next week, same bat time, same bat channel, more or less, <coughs> and we'll do it again. All right, that's all I got. Have a great one. I'll talk to you next time. Meanwhile, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions. Guaranteed to be spam-free. Or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com and I look forward to hearing from you. If you really like my stuff and feel like giving me a buck, Drop by Patreon and sign up to be a patron. As always, if you like today's story, be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends. This production is copyright Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.